1: Hello and welcome to From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's the Saturday edition, meaning we play the best of Thursday and Friday media availabilities. So on this podcast, you'll get to hear from your coordinators, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, as well as tight end Travis Kelsey, and in the first media availability since his return off the suspension list, cornerback Bashad Breeland. But let's start with the coordinators here. Here is Eric Biennami. All
2: right, to start this off, I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, as, a, as an offense, I, didn't, I don't believe that we played our best ball this past weekend. Uh, our guys know that. They feel that. Uh, one thing um, that I will say, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that our guys are learning how to find ways to win. They're learning to strain the finish when things are not perfect. Uh, one thing I, I'm, I'm not going to do, there's no excuses for the lack of performance. Our coaching staff have addressed all of the issues. We'll continue to address it. We're going to continue to coach our guys up. And our guys are energized, and, and they're ready to come out and, and, and redeem themselves. But we understand that we got to focus on the details moving forward. So with that in mind, let's keep it. Let's, let's, I'm all ears here. Let's go first to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd.
3: Hey, Coach. I wonder, when you get in a game like that where everything's not going exactly like you want, you found yourself maybe having to dig a little deeper in the playbook when you guys got down to the red zone. How do you kind of get the feel for the game when it need, when you need to? Go for some of those kind of plays instead of the regular stuff.
2: Well, what you do, you just go back to the things that you guys can just dial up and just go and line up and play. They can line up and execute a play that we may haven't practiced or ran in a while, but those guys know it inside out. And then at the end of the day, we just got to make sure that we're playing assignment sound ball, regardless of what we call. And for whatever reason, we just wasn't at our best. But I will say this, and I'm going to say it again I'm proud of the fact that we're learning how to strain the finish when things are not perfect perfect. Let's go
4: next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
2: Hey, Eric. Um, I got a couple of questions
3: for you today. Um, the first one being uh, Andy made the comment after the game Monday night that there, there was a lot you guys can learn from, from that tape. Um, do you agree with him? And even in general terms, um, what did you guys learn from that
2: particular tape? And Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up when we're done. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, there is a lot to learn. One thing that you can learn First of all, as an offense, we got to learn to be more patient, okay? We have to be willing to drive the length of the field. We got to take exactly what is there. On top of that, we just got to make sure that we're doing all the little things that are necessary to help us to be productive. There's an offensive lineman taking the correct footwork, a back taking the correct footwork, an aiming run, uh, run game. Pat being disciplined with his eyes and seeing reads downfield, okay? Receivers making sure they're getting the proper depth. So there's a lot of little things that we can learn from what took place this weekend. And the thing about it, our guys are smart enough and they're sharp enough. They're sound football players and they understand that, you know, it wasn't good enough. So everybody's taking a look at within. Now our coaching staff, we're addressing it and making sure that those details are, are much better this week.
3: Okay, and the other thing was, um, you remember after the Houston game, we asked you about your, your troubles running the ball in the, in the goal-to-go situations near the goal line. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been only a couple times since, but it doesn't appear that things have gotten a lot better in that regard. I mean, is that you, you still have a lot of work to do, do you feel like, in that area with Clyde, or, or,
2: are, you, or are you guys making progress, even though the results haven't been there? We're always working to get better. Yes, we, we still need to continue to be the very best that we can. At the end of the day, it's our job to make sure that we're putting our guys in the right position but on top of that, it's making sure that our guys understand exactly what we want. But when it's all said and done with, in that particular, uh, that moment of truth time, it's about our attitude and our determined mindset to make it happen. So we just got to keep finding ways to strain, to finish, to make sure that we're doing everything under the sun to make it right.
5: Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Good ahead, Sarin. Coach, I'm just curious. I asked this of Steve Spagnuolo and what what he did. Uh, you know, you guys have a schedule for everything, right? I know, and I know you've been through a Saturday game, a Sunday game, a Thursday game, but you don't usually have it, you know, change on you last minute. So you got an extra day. What, what do you do with that extra day? Do you start, do you dig in on the Raiders? Do you look ahead to Buffalo? Cause that's a short week. What do you, what do you do with that extra day when you
2: that's get right. it, you know, out of the blue? So, Ren, I'll let you in on a little secret here. First of all, I've been a part of a few of those games with the Minnesota Vikings. I think we had a home game in Detroit one year, uh, I think on a Tuesday or a Friday. Uh, We played at, at, at the University of Minnesota. So, one thing you learn in this profession is to always remain flexible. OK, especially with, with everything that we're dealing with and with, with what happened uh, this particular week. No, I'm not a guy that's going to look ahead because one thing I want to do, I always want to focus on the task. Our staff will start ahead. I just want to make sure that I got all these particular plays and situations in my head. So I don't cloud <laughs> that particular vision. But I, I got to let you in on a little secret. I took a nap and it felt damn good. <laughs> so. <laughs> we played on Monday night. Hey, uh, a national crowd. We got to play and 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 put on a performance. I know everybody wasn't happy with the performance, but a win is a win. But the next thing, hey, we gotta. It's, we lose a day. It's okay. We grind. This is what we do. We get back to it, you know. And uh, it's all about the Raiders right now. Oh, and one more thing too. I, I, it's all about the Raiders, and we're one week from kickoff against Buffalo. So. <laughs>
6: Uh, Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Eric. I wanted to ask you about the tight end position behind Travis. Uh, You've had four games to assess Nick Kaiser so far. Deion Yelder got some snaps last week. Uh, We haven't seen Ricky Seals-Jones in the offense. Um, Where would you evaluate that position right now four weeks into the season?
2: You know what? I think we're we're solid at our depth. I mean, Nick has done a heck of a job of playing. Deion Yelder set himself back in camp. Uh, he has some things that he was dealing with, but he, we we got some pretty good young players. We're satisfied with the guys that we have now, each and every one of them. And even our, a position coach would tell you, including uh, Kels, they all can play a little bit better. We all got to continue to keep focusing on all the little details to help us to do certain things uh, uh, to maximize us to be the best that we can be. But at the end of the day, we're satisfied with the guys, and on top of that, those guys are doing a hell of a job of working their tails off, and then stepping up uh, and doing some good things in the game as well. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, B, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, you doing? You me- I'm good. You mentioned uh, the guys have been resilient and fighting
6: back, uh, and you had a couple games like that, even looking back in, at last season. Uh, and I mean, you guys
2: can score in bunches, but how do you make sure these guys don't get complacent with coming back to win a game? Uh, this right foot and this left foot. So <laughs> you missed that, huh? But <laughs> no, anyway. I got. You. <laughs> we here's how you do it. Y- you make sure, okay, because we we've been around these guys for a long time. At the end of the day, we just want to make sure that our guys see exactly what we're seeing, okay. And on top of that, we have a bunch of professional players that understands exactly what it takes to be at their best. And so these guys know when they're not playing very well. And one thing our guys understand is they have to be humble, all right? So humility with dignity, all right? Being humble enough, all right? But also understanding that, hey, I have to be dignified to, to whereas I have to accept this criticism to make sure that I'm doing it the right way. So we got a great coaching staff that are going to address all the little things that need to be addressed. Okay, We're going to focus on the details. It's all about being fundamentally sound. And then when it's all said and done with, like I always tell the guys, regardless of what you're being coached to do, it requires no God-given ability to play with second effort. So our guys are going to go out there and maximize the effort. This is why we've had those great games, because it hasn't always been perfect, but the effort has been there for us to find a way to win. Got time
4: for two
2: more. Let's go, Pete and then Sam. Go ahead, Pete.
1: Um, I was wondering, uh, what have you learned over the course of now three years uh, under Andy Reid when it comes to both play design and, and game planning? And then furthermore, if you were trying to think about like, what your players would describe you as, what do you think that they would, they would say after playing
2: for you? Well, that last question is a trick question. I'm not going to answer <laughs> that one. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've learned a lot uh, coaching under Coach Reid. And it just doesn't all have to do with football. You know, there's things that how you handle yourself uh, as a man in this world, uh, as an employee, how you treat people. All right. On top of that, you know, obviously working with him and hand in hand, just some of the things that I can't reveal all of the secrets. But, you know, just understanding what you're good at and one of the things that you want to go out and attack when game planning. And so it's about making sure that you're utilizing all your personnel the correct way and giving those guys to go out there and be their best. And on top of that, allowing their personalities to show. So one thing that you learn is, it's all about dealing with people and having great people skills to maximize uh, who they are so they can be the very best that they can be. Let's
5: go last to Sam, go ahead Sam. Hey, Eric, uh, this might sound a, a little bit off the wall, but uh, in the game the other night, <laughs> you had everything but bubble wrap. You had like two masks, goggles, face shield, and all that. I'm just, was that a response to the positive test you guys had or something else? I'm just curious what went into that.
2: I, I, for, for more than anything, I just wanted to try to shield. And uh, I had the mask on, and uh, I know my mother was happy, so, and my wife was happy as well. So, <laughs> but. Uh, no particular reason. Just making sure that I'm doing my due diligence. That's all.
4: All right. I'm ready to go. Uh, Short week again. Uh, happy with what the guys did on Monday. And now we just kind of turn our attention to the Raiders. So with that, I'll just open it up. Let's go first to Herbie. Go
3: ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. T- two quick questions here for you. Um, Bashad Breeland returning from a four-game suspension.
2: How concerned are you with Rust, given the time off? And then specific to the Raiders – what makes running back Josh Jacobs a dangerous opponent to face?
4: Yeah. Um, listen, I'll, I'll get to that one in a second with with Breezy. You know, we'll just see how the week goes. We, we First time we'll be out there really getting after it today. So I'll uh, we'll kind of feel our way through that, you know, how we'll use it and what we'll do when we get to Sunday. With the running back, um, listen, this is a dynamic, violent runner. I, I think he's. He puts his head down and, and gets a lot of extra yards. He's a kind of a stocky, thick guy. I'm really impressed with him. I know they are because they feed it to him. Um, the thing that impresses me the most is not only can he get to the edge with the speed, but he's one of those guys that just puts his, sticks his foot in the ground and can make that cut and get north-south. Our backside guys have to be on point uh, to control this running game. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
6: Hey, Steve. wanted to ask you about Bashad. Oh. Um, you've been through it before where guys come back in the middle of the year. I just wonder, is there some level of comfort given the play you have gotten from your quarterback so far that you don't necessarily feel like you have to force Bashad to play all of the defensive snaps on Sunday?
4: Yeah, there's a couple of ways to think about that. I mean, look, uh, Bashad was a starter for us and we know what he can do. And you You know it's game five, and you know going down the stretch here, we're going to need everybody. So you kind of want to get guys oiled up. So we'll we'll tread lightly, see how we figure the whole thing out. Uh, But we got a lot of confidence in him, and the confidence in the guys that were in there playing. Um, And hopefully, he could stay that way. I mean, in this league, you know the one thing we all know is, I mean, we're all going to have injuries, right? So you got to overcome injuries. Uh, But when you get them all at one position, you know that's tough. I mean, last year we had Mo Claiborne, I believe, went through the same thing. I think it was four games. And then we kind of slowly eased him in as well and got some valuable snaps out of him. Go next to Sam McDowell.
5: Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, Wanted to ask you about Willie Gay. Uh, We've seen his snap count improve or increase as the seasons progress. So what are you seeing from him in practice that makes you want to get him on the field more? And What what still improvements are there to be made?
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, Matt House and Britt, Read keep keep me abreast of the development of willie uh, i've said this before we try to play as many guys on defense in the course of the game as we can i think i think it keeps everybody involved in the game plan um and so that's just another step willie steps in there ben gets a lot of his reps and our sub packages and i think he's helped us inside in the base stuff we'll see where the count number goes based on the packages we put out there it's hard to tell uh based on what the raiders put out there uh what was the second part of your question i
6: Hold on one sec, coach. I got him muted
4: here. Okay. I thought there was a follow-up question. There you go, Sam. Give it a shot, Sam. Just, just where you still think he needs to improve. Obviously, it was
5: a guy that didn't get to have preseason, so yeah. I realize that he still needs to learn some things.
4: Yeah. I mean, for any rookie challenge, listen, the, the chin to the hairline, mental reps are the most important thing, and that just comes with getting out there and playing, and you're right. We, we miss that with not having preseason games and the, the same normal kind of training camp, but we'll get him. He gets better every week. That's the important thing.
6: Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go
4: ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. So
1: your defense was so good down the stretch last season. I know in camp, the the hope was that they could begin week one playing that well right out of the gate, carry that momentum in. We're a quarter of the way through the season now, and you're the number two scoring defense in the NFL. So what's impressed you about your group so far this year?
4: Well, they're resilient. Um, You know, we've been in some of the games where we've kind of struggled, and yet they've hung in there. You know, even in in this past game, I mean, uh, it was – I don't know, six to three into the somewhere in the third quarter. I mean, toward the end of the third. So that's a battle. That's a slugfest. And when you get in those games as a team, your defense has to keep you in there, not let it get out of hand. I thought our guys did that. Uh, Hopefully we can build on that. Um, I'd still like the tackling to be better. I'd still like the run defense to be better. There's a lot of places we can improve on. And we talk about it all the time. Hopefully this week we can make some gains in those particular areas. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
3: Hey, Steve, I um, yeah. wanted to ask you about Derek Carr. Um, you coached against him, obviously, a couple of times last year and probably previous in your career. Well, what stands out to you about Derek Carr? What are the things you maybe you as a coordinator need to know when you're playing against the Derek Carr team?
4: Yeah, real efficient, real intelligent. Uh, again, I'll go back to, they, it looks to me like him and John are really in sync. Um, you know, Derek Carr is an extension of John Gruden wants to do offensively, and they do it real well. They've been together now for a little bit, right? Second year. Uh, And he has total command. I'm talking about Derek now, out on the field, uh, total command of putting his offensive guys in the right play. He's not going to put them in a bad play. Uh, He's got a lot of mechanisms to find out what you're doing. Uh, We're going to try to not let him read our mail, so to speak. Uh, That's easier said than done because of the way they operate with the tempos and the hard counts and et cetera, et cetera, but it'll be the game within the game. I got a lot of respect for them. So hopefully we'll be able to combat it.
3: Go next to Breland
4: Moore. Go ahead, Breland.
0: Hey, good morning. Um, I just kind of want to know, this has been a crazy couple of days for you guys, right? The Sunday game moved to Monday. Now we're hearing reports that the bills game on Thursday could be moved to Saturday. So for a group that is so routine oriented, how do you stay in that routine and how do you kind of stay focused when there are so many moving parts outside of this that you don't have control over?
4: You know what, I'm, Breland? I'm smiling because uh, there's been nothing routine about this year. I mean, uh, the defensive coaches and I were talking about, we have not had a normal Sunday to Sunday uh, you know, game week really haven't had one, not even going back to training camp and it has been Thursday night games and then just exactly what you said. So I'm not sure what normal is. I mean, you could say normal from last year. So we, I guess maybe we're kind of getting used to it. You know, we're, we're in the chaos, uh, be calm and poised in the chaotic circumstances we're in and just be ready to roll. You got to just stay, stay flexible, right? Let's go next to Robert Rimson. Go ahead, Robert.
6: Hey coach. So it seems like you guys are getting your hands on the ball a lot more this season. Is it a thing that just more opportunities have been presented to you guys? Or what are you doing specifically that's getting you more turnovers?
4: Well, I would credit the coaches in, in, in putting the players in a position to do that. And then our players actually following through. I mean, look, it's early. Uh, we've only played four games. I mean, the last two games, we played pretty good. We've got a long way to go here, a long stretch. Sometimes those things come in bunches. You know, all of a sudden you get a bunch of them, then you go dry for a little bit. I mean, I hope we don't hit any dry spells, but I'm encouraged by what they're doing, you know, recently. And hopefully that can, you know, we can keep maintaining that going forward. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Pete and then Sarin. Go ahead, Pete. Good afternoon,
1: Coach. This is related to Breland and probably Files under like a good problem to have. But Rashad Fenton, who was the inside guy last year, looks really Good and especially last game on the outside. Where do you evaluate him now that Breland's returning? Would would there be a chance that he stays outside?
4: Uh yeah. I mean, I, I think he should certainly get reps out there. We'll see a, a lot of. There's a lot of you know moving parts even during the week with with guys with with injuries and getting reps. We only get so many reps this time of year. You know, we're not practicing as much. We don't. We do more walkthroughs than anything else. So, you know, the challenge is to get Breland. Up to speed um, to make sure that Rashad still gets some corner work because he deserves it uh, with the way he played. You know, keep C Dub in there and, you know, whether it's Hamilton, whoever the fourth guy is. Um, when it's all said and done, when you go through this season, you're going to need a bunch of corners. So hopefully we can get them all some time and, you know, stay flexible either way. We'll go last to Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Coach, to follow
5: up on the question that uh, Breland, uh, Breland Moore, the reporter, not Rashad Breland, uh, had about the, uh, you know, the games moving around. What 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 do you guys do when you get an extra day that you weren't planning for? I know Coach Reed and you have been through every Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, Saturday scenario, and you've got a calendar for it. But that calendar is usually set. It doesn't get pulled out from under you. So do you go and start prepping for the Raiders on your downtime and get ahead on that for the day you're losing on the other side? What do you do with that extra day?
4: Yeah, interesting question. I, I, I'd be honest with you. Th- what happened this past week, I think, was, that's never happened to me in my career here because you're you playing your week to play a game on a certain day. All of a sudden, you don't play that day and you have an open day, really. Uh, you almost sit there and go, what do I do with this? I can tell you this, that our, you know, our assistant coaches on defense started working on the, the Raiders because we had to. It's hard for me to do that because then things run together and you play a game and I'm thinking I'm yelling out numbers and it's the Raiders and we're playing the Patriots. You don't want that. Uh, so we we adjusted pretty good, um, kind of like what we would have done in a normal Monday night game. But I'll tell you one thing I did. I took advantage of whatever it was Saturday when it was delayed and we didn't know we were going to play. I got a lot of rest is what I did. <laughs> I needed to catch up on rest coming off the Monday night game. So that was good. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks okay. for joining us. You got it. See you.
1: You just heard from your Chiefs coordinators, and now we continue on with Travis Kelsey.
2: Travis, there was a point in the game when y'all are trying to run some clock out, and Clyde has an option of either going out
7: of bounds and, and staying in bounds. And it was a really mature play for a rookie. I'm curious if that's coming from Andy, if it's coming from the sideline, if it's coming from Pat. Uh, what does that look like? Um, it's coming from the uh, the culture that Coach Reed has uh, set in place, and it, it, it and it, you can throw uh, Coach Eric Bienem in that as well. Um, just harping on. Uh, Specific situations throughout the game that could happen, and we practice these all the time. Uh, Coach Bienamy goes over them every single week, and uh, just executing the, the the plays like we have uh, like we have practiced. And uh, Clyde did a great job of that. Let's go next to Todd Levo. Go ahead, Todd.
3: Hey Travis, we've seen uh, you know more COVID outbreaks and stuff like that happening around the league. People got a little freaked out when they saw Gilmore, you know, talking to Pat after the game. Have you? been thinking about this stuff more like after the game you always try to talk to guys and congratulate them and stuff like that are you going to try to maybe just head to the tunnel is this stuff on your guys's mind yeah.
7: I mean I think that's probably the safest way to do it I think uh, Nick Foles did it last night um, at least I, I thought he mentioned that at the end in the interview after um, I think it's just the smart thing to do to just you know keep it moving and you know you can always shoot a guy a text or give a guy a call and, and let him know how much you respect him and things like that but I think for the most part, just uh, keeping your distance as much as you can and doing all the precautions throughout the facility so that, you know, stuff doesn't just uh, happen, knowing that it's uh, it's hard to stop, man. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
3: Hey, Travis. I remember talking to you when camp first started and you were talking about how optimistic you were because of the protocols that were in place. You had just seen all the protocols that the Chiefs and the NFL had put in place. Are you still as confident as you were back then about where this is headed, number one? And number two, it's your job, I know, to play no matter when the game is, to be ready to go and play a good game. But is that so easy to do when games are moving around
7: on you and you don't know when when kickoff is going to be? Yeah. Um, when I When I mentioned that back in training camp, we hadn't had one – Test one test that really came back positive. So I mean, I'd be silly to say that um, the the bar hasn't gone up since uh, since all these breakouts have happened. I mean, you just have to make sure that you're doing the right things and and trying to take everybody into accountability. Not just not just uh, you're not just doing it for the guys in on this team. You're doing it for the guys league wide. And uh, it's unfortunate what's been going on, but hopefully uh, everybody realizes again how serious this matter is and how fast this this bug can spread. And um and you know, dealing with the the week in, week out, not really knowing when to play if a guy does test positive. Um, knowing that our Thursday game next week just got pushed. Um, you just gotta roll with the punches. You know, we've uh we, we were kind of fortunate to have our game only pushed back last week one one day. Um and and with that, you know, it was still a little bit different of a of 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 a game day preparation and things like that. So it's just You know, you got to kind of roll with the punches. It's the the life we're living right now with with COVID being uh, out here in the world. Let's go next to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen.
0: Hi, Travis. Because of all of this stuff we've been talking about, do you still see the Raiders as a rival? I mean, years ago it used to be Raider Uh, Hater Week, and now we're just worried when you're going to play.
7: Yeah, the Raiders are always going to be a rival. We we know the history. We know – the, the rivalry that, that, that was built upon, you know, the Chiefs and Raiders ever since, you know, football was was started. So I think that uh, it just amps up every single year knowing that they got players, they got, they got great coaches over there, and <clears throat> they've had some success this year. Uh, and so we, we know that we, uh, we always have to bring it against all our rivals and everybody in the division um, I consider a rival. So We've Got time for a couple more, guys. We're going to go Herbie and then Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Herbie.
2: Hey, Travis, good to see you. As a quick follow-up to Todd Lebo's question on going
7: straight to uh, into the tunnel, is this something that you the team talked about, or is this a, a personal choice that you're going to start probably incorporating this week? It's just a personal choice.
4: Okay. Uh, let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
1: We've seen in the NFL between um, kickers and quarterbacks and pass rushers, there's kind of this fraternity. And I was wondering if that sort of exists between the athletic tight ends, maybe like you and Kittle from the Super Bowl. And then sort of a follow up to that. Uh, how much of your game do you see in, in what Darren Waller is able to do?
7: Yeah, I mean, Darren Waller, uh, he's uh, he's taking the league by storm right now, kind of uh, a guy that that uh make make the transition from wide out to to tight end i'm always uh i'm always rooting for the guys that make the transition man because i know how difficult that can be and i know how uh how much work you really got to put in knowing that uh everybody else has had a, a a few years ahead of you uh doing it so it's just um reps reps make you better at this you know it is what it is so the fact that he made that transition he's having as much success now um that he wow. is you know it's pretty impressive. Um, but as as a as a fraternity, I'm 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 always rooting for the tight ends, man. I saw my guy Jimmy Graham get a get a one handed catch last night. I got all fired up. Um, and then uh, th- and then the Green Bay, the new guy coming on the scene out there in Green Bay that I know is a uh, kiddo's boy. He's uh, he's out there making his putting his uh, his footprint in the sand. So it's it's cool to see everybody kind of uh, rally around the tight end group, knowing how important this uh, this is to football.
1: But curious how the 4 weeks away went for you and and how soon do you think you'll be able to provide some of the, what we saw last year.
8: I mean the, the 4 weeks man you know what I mean it was a time for me to really work on myself uh you know what I mean put put the past behind me and and really focus on on what I can bring to this team this year to help us get to back to the Super Bowl run. Um, you know I mean, as like, far as getting in shape, uh, you know, it takes time to really get in, in, in football condition, but I, I've been working out, working out throughout, throughout these four weeks, and I'm just ready to, to plug in whenever they're ready for me to plug in. Let's
3: go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Michaud. Welcome back. What were your impressions
6: of how your teammates uh, in the cornerback room held down the fort
2: during your absence, and were you in their ear throughout the past month, you know, giving them tips?
8: Man, I was excited, like, you know what I mean? Like, the drilling rush from them, I was just ready to get back to, to join those guys, you know what I mean? Like, I knew during camp that those guys were going to do something special. I knew that they had all the talent and the capability to really uh, hold that spot down, you know what I mean? Like, and really prepare the team to be something great. Uh, you know what I mean? They they shot me for what they're doing right now, uh, but it's a long road to go, you know what I mean? I'm just happy to be a part of, so we can continue. Let's
3: go next to Nate
4: Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, welcome
6: back, Rashad. I have two questions for you. Just what was it like to watch the games, not being with the guys because of obviously the, the COVID restrictions? And then secondly, uh, it looks like you took up tennis uh, yeah. during your during your time off. Just how much do you enjoy tennis and what did that sort of do for you?
8: Uh, as far as the first question, uh, it, it was a bit of bittersweet moment. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like really not being able to be out there. So, you know what I mean? Like, I was disappointed in myself for, for allowing my team's to be there without me, and really seeing what they was doing, like you know what I mean, like it, it really cheered me up at, at the same time. You know what I mean? I really watched some good football. Some guys really doing some great things, and it was, I was just decided to, to join back. Uh, and as far as tennis, I just just picked something up. You know what I mean? Like you you never know how, how far you can go if you don't try nothing new. You know what I mean? So it really helped me like, hand out coordination. You know what I mean? Like like different type of movements, and it's harder than you think. Uh, you know what I mean? I thought it would, would be easy, but it's really hard.
3: Let's go next
5: to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, I'm curious that you know you're getting getting back into uh, game shape, and that's you know Coach Reed said. Well, we got to see, we got to see, right? That, that they're just looking. What do you feel, right? Do you feel like you're you're game ready and that uh, you're up to speed with the game plan and everything that's going on right now?
8: Man, I, I really trust my coaches and everybody in this organization to really uh, put me in the best position for me uh, and, and my my career. Uh, you know what I mean? Like like and, and like like I said earlier, you know what I'm saying? Working out, uh, being out four weeks, working out. You know what I mean? You, you gonna feel in shape, uh, like, as I do, but. You know, what I mean, when it comes to football, shape is it, it, is a totally different thing. You know, what I mean, I've been through the, the, the scenario before, uh coming off of injuries uh and, and have to sit for sit for a while, and then get in a game, and then have to go full tilt. And you know, what I mean, like those, those those short breaths come come up pretty soon. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so but I just I uh, put my trust in my coaches and, and, and really understand that they're gonna put me in the best position possible.
3: Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Bashad, uh, we we've had a chance to. Talked to a number of the players over the off about the Super Bowl and, and the guys who have played a big role, and wanted to get your thoughts on what happened that night and what what um, what uh, you remember about that night. And Brad, I'll have one quick follow up too.
8: Man, that night was surreal, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still can't believe, it. like, like that we really played in the Super Bowl uh, and been down. By, by those many points and, and really come back and, and, and gain the victory. Uh, and All I remember on that sideline, like not, not seeing not one person hang their head uh, in our time of need or uh, when we really needed somebody to go make plays, everybody stood up and we came together. That's when I really saw the team like become a unified unit, like offense, defense, special team. Everybody made the necessary plays for us to really uh, bring that victory. and It, it was special.
3: And uh, my other question is, um, now you had this four-game suspension from the NFL that you, my understanding is you recently resolved your uh, situation in South Carolina from the incident at the gas station. Are you expecting any more of a penalty from the NFL at any point? As of right now, man, I'm,
8: I'm really focused on the, on the future and the present. Uh, as of right now, all I know is that the past is behind me, and, and I'm just ready to get forward to get with my teammates and start winning football games.
4: Got time for a couple more. We'll go Harold and then Steve. Go ahead, Harold.
3: Hey, Breezy. So I saw you over at Liquid Prep the other day, so I know you've been helping out there. And then also, I know you're into the, the, the you know, your, your music as well. How much of those two combined forces while you've been off have been an outlet for you to kind of just deal with the fact that you've been away from your team?
8: Oh, they were mainly my outlets. you know what I mean? Being around the kids in Lincoln Pro, you know what I mean? It's like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? It reminded me of the locker room here. The younger guys, you know what I mean? They look up to me, you know what I mean? And I look up to them as well, you know what I mean? Seeing the things that they do out there and the ground that they put in day in and day out, you know what I mean? Like, it was a joyful moment for me to really cope with what I had going on in my situation, you know what I mean? And I just want to show them lessons, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to let your mistakes define you.